Good afternoon, folks. This is Chris Burroughs, VP of Government Affairs for TIA, and welcome to episode 14 of the Advocacy Insights podcast recorded exclusively for TIA members. On today's podcast, I have the privilege to be being joined by Rob Kemp, President and CEO of DRT Transportation based out of Pennsylvania. Rob also serves as the treasurer for the TIA Board of Directors. Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We will be discussing an issue that I know is near and dear to your heart, dealing with the Customs and Border Protection Customs Trade Partnership Against Terrorism. Rob, before we dig into the issue a little bit, please tell us about a little bit about yourself and your company, DRT. Sure. Thanks, Chris. Glad to be here today with you and, uh, you know, some important issues to talk about for sure. Uh, you know, DRT was founded in 2007 here in Pennsylvania, and we are a third-party logistics company running a brokerage, uh, an intermodal marketing company, and we also have a trucking segment to our business. Um, you know, our revenues are a little under $100 million, and we, we have offices in five states and uh, the country of Canada. Excellent. Awesome. Appreciate that, Rob. Um, as you're aware, Senators Cornyn, Menendez, Carper, and Tim Scott, uh, two Republicans, two Democrats, have recently introduced S-2322, the CTPAT Pilot Program Act, that would allow 10 previously excluded Department of Transportation licensed property brokers to finally be part of the CTPAT program. Tell us why this is a big deal for a company like yours. Oh, absolutely, Chris, it is a big deal for us. And you know, I think, you know, when this program was rolled out, it was a fantastic program, obviously trying to, to help uh, stop terrorism, stop the movement of weapons, stop the movement of people and, and educate trucking people on what's happening as far as cross border, maybe more in the Mexico segment than Canada, but obviously anything crossing the borders. And I think, you know, when this law was put together, it kind of missed a big segment of the business, which is us, the third-party logistics companies. And, you know, as as a as some of our customers are Fortune 2000, we do a lot of business in and out of Canada and Mexico. And the CTPAP program is one that is important to them and adds value to them if you are a vendor for them and hauling freight. And I think that uh, the brokerage community that, that over overall moves way more business than the trucking community does was kind of left out of this this law and i think it's something that you know we can correct with the right attention on it and the right attention to detail but if some of my customers would like to see me be ctpat certified and i could give you a little bit of an example as an intermodal marketing company by charter i run my intermodal marketing company under my brokerage motor carrier number but with a brokerage motor carrier number i'm not now not eligible for the ctpat program but my actual assets that i own my trailers and containers that go into Mexico aren't protected under that program. And my customers sometimes ask me to do special things. Like I might have to pull my equipment into a depot to be inspected. I, I might have to pull my equipment into a place to have customs inspected before it goes into Mexico. It creates a lot of cost. It creates a lot of unneeded um, time from our standpoint. And I think if we were party to that program, you know, we would be able to help pay attention to the things that the CTPAP program was put in, you know, in place to monitor. Um, I'm aware of a couple situations where some brokerage truckloads had come over the border and, um, you know, the the, uh, the side pins were taken out of the back door and people were smuggled into the trailer. And I think, you know, there's the, the, the CTPAP program is a great way to communicate what rings are out there that are doing this and what's going on. And as a company that does business in, in foreign countries attached to the U.S., I, I'm not party to any of that. So I think I'm losing opportunity in my business 
And I think our customers are losing opportunity from all the broker trucks that we have available to go in and out of Mexico. And they would feel a little more comfortable with us and other brokers doing their business if we were able to have CTPAT certification. I mean, give an example of a 50 truck fleet that maybe services Mexico. I mean, at the most, they're going to do maybe eight or 9,000 shipments a year with that 50 truck fleet. I mean, DRT is not a very big company, but we do almost 100,000 shipments a year. And we do it over 26,000 different motor carriers that we have under hire for us. So I think there'll be a big advantage to the shipper community, and it will also add a ton of value to the brokerage community if we could be included into this CTPAT certification. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you touched on a lot of the great issues there. And, you know, um, I don't know if I should admit this or not, but I, I've been working on this issue for a long time, even predating my time being in-house with TIA. Uh, and it's just it's been very frustrating to work with CBP because, you know, the, the constant feedback is you guys don't touch the freight. You have no way of ensuring these carriers are safe to utilize or not. And I mean, that's 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 the core of your guys business. Well, absolutely, Chris. I mean, and, and you know, most of us do business under contract with the carriers we employ. And one of the ways to make sure that they are safe is to hold them to a standard if they're going to haul our business in and out of Mexico. I mean, we have, you know, currently as a broker, you know, we, we are the arranger and the source for our customers to find trucks. And all of us pretty much have carrier contracts that outline the relationship that that carrier is supposed to behave in, whether it be an insurance wise or whether it be safety wise or whether it be all the things they do. And it's it's as well, it's easy to put uh, CTPAT uh needs and CTPAT requirements into that brokerage contract for the carriers that we employ going in and out of Mexico, which would just up the game a little bit from safety in a security situation. Um, you know, when food safety came out, Chris, you remember what a big issue food safety was, and the brokerage community did a lot of pivoting in our carrier contracts to hold the carriers more accountable on the food safety line, because brokers were actually put out kind of as a carrier in that world if we were hauling frozen food, fresh food, or different things like that. So I think there's no difference realistically in the CTPAT program from, from that program. And we had great success implementing that and, and making the fresh uh, produce and fresh food, uh, you know, a little safer for everybody. I think the same would apply here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, walk us through, like, I mean, how many, how many times, you know, this is obviously one of the, one of the talking points that we utilize on the Hill, um, is, you know, it is a national security problem. You know, why would you not want more eyes out there on the freight? But it's also it's also a competitive disadvantage as more and more shippers are looking for uh, their 3PL broker um, um, folks they work with to have CTPAT certification. Do you do you guys run into a lot where a lot of your customers are requiring this? I just had an issue last week, Chris, with a customer that that needed help out of Mexico through the California Gateway. They know we have assets in California, our, our, uh, our rail assets in California, asked us to move those rail assets across the border out of San Diego. But their requirements, since we were not a CTPAT approved vendor, was more robust than I could do. I mean, they couldn't afford the cost that I had to put on to be checked at the border and do special checks and special clearing houses and make sure my hinges on my trailer were welded and all the things that I need to do to be safe and secure to move into Mexico. And I lost an opportunity and the shipper lost some capacity that they were hungry for and, and needed, uh, you know, coming in out of the, the Mexican market touching California. So it does put us at a disadvantage and, and actually it puts the shipper community at a bigger disadvantage because, you know, the broker community does business with a lot more trucking companies than can ever touch that shipper that would ever call on that shipper. Again, back to that 50 truck fleet. 
He's not calling on the shippers that are utilizing us. He's too small to do that. But we have relationships and contracts with those shippers. And, and you know, right now we know that capacity is obviously in tight demand, especially coming out of Mexico. I mean, we're seeing with the with what's going on in China and, and what's happening with container capacity and what's happening with rates there that, you know, nearshoring is becoming popular again, right? So more and more people are going to move their business and their sources and their supply chain back into Mexico. Really great time to talk about this and put some focus on this because we could free up some capacity to help that marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's certainly hungry for capacity right now. Well, I mean, the work is obviously far from over on this as we're working to get to, gets us through the the U.S. Senate. Um, you know, there there is a potential committee uh, markup within a few weeks. We're working on trying to get this language brought forward and, and at a committee. Uh, we're also working on trying to get a companion bill introduced in the House of Representatives and get that through. Um, you know, there's probably probably no, no better person to ask this question to, uh, Rob, but, you know, why is it important to get involved with the association and advocate on issues like this? Well, I mean, again, I, I, I'll ask you this. If I'm not advocating for my own business and my employees, who is, right? It's, you know, I think it's my job as a, as a business leader in my community to advocate for my employees and my business, especially when it comes to issues that can help my business. So, I mean, I'm not afraid to spend some time in Washington and I spend time home here as well. I mean, working on this issue, Chris, that we're talking about with my, my current senator, Bob Casey, here in Pennsylvania. So, I mean, I think it's important that we have a dialogue because I think if we don't share our challenges with business, with the people that we've elected to help run this country, then they don't know what our challenges are. I mean, it's simple to have a conversation. And like I said, if I'm not advocating for myself, who is? So I think if we all got together a little bit better, you know, obviously we have a robust pack at the TIA and it's it's a great one that, you know, we have the flying coming up in September. I mean, I think people should be involved in that and, and they should be talking to their local congressmen, senators, and even local and state representatives. It's important for them to understand what's going on in your business so they can help help make decisions that will protect us going forward and protect our employees. And, you know, and I guess in the long run for them also protect some votes. I mean, that's what's important too, right? But uh, I mean, I spent a lot of time doing it and uh, I think it's it's healthy for my business. And again, I'm, I wanna be my biggest advocate. Absolutely, yeah. And we'll, we'll give the shameless plug for the uh, the Policy Forum, our, our flying event, September 28th, 29th in Washington, D.C., uh, where, you, where you can do exactly what Rob just talked about, is come to Washington, D.C., walk the halls of Congress, Meet with your members of Congress and, and advocate on behalf of your business and the industry. It's it's vitally important. Uh, and, you know, you couple that with what what you do back home. Um, get a member of Congress to come over to your office. Uh, let them see the operation. Let them see the employees. Let them see, you know, the the jobs and revenue that you're creating within the district and the state. That stuff resonates with with members of Congress. Yeah. Remember, Chris, everything's a positive and a negative, right? There's a, everything's a battery. There's a positive side, and a negative side. And if you're not in Washington telling your congressman, and the people that you've elected, what's important to you? Well, someone that's on the other side of the issue is there telling them what's important to them. And I think you don't want yeah. them telling your story. You want to be telling your story. I think that's what's most important. Yep, absolutely. Well, Rob, really appreciate you uh, joining us today for the podcast. Uh, and thank you for your leadership uh, over the years with, uh, with the board and, and with everything you've done with TIA. Appreciate being on, Chris. Thanks for the time. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, you know, all our listeners out there, as always, thank you so much for your membership and leadership. Uh, if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to contact uh, the Government Affairs Department or anyone within TIA. Um, stay safe out there. This is your association, and we need your voice. Also, don't forget to join us online or in person for TIA's 2021 Policy Forum, September 28th and 29th.